Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hello, Andrew Nimi. Hello, love of my life. Oh, oh. Must be nice. To have a love of your life? Mm hmm. Or to be a love of someone's life? You don't have a love of your life? No, still searching. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's awkward. That is, that's an awkward start to this week's <laughs> show. Okay. I'm the love of your life. Yeah. Wow. You didn't know that? No pressure. That's a lot of pressure to bear. Why? What does that mean? Does that mean you don't think you'll ever find another love? Or Yes. Whoa. Exactly. That's a lot of pressure. Pressure to be a, like... A good love? A good, yeah, a good love, a good <laughs> participant in this relationship. Right. Well, you shouldn't really have to try. Well, I mean, I guess you do have to try, but... It should come somewhat naturally, I would imagine. I guess I'm going to give you that title just so you can feel the pressure too. Love of my life. Yeah, easy, easy peasy. <laughs> easy street. I just be myself. Who wouldn't want to love this? Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, don't even have to try. <laughs> so, how's the streaming grind? Uh, streaming grind has been fun. Interesting though, because I've done a couple different streams uh, at different times of the day or night, mm-hmm. and it's a different crowd. You know, some people are awake and sleeping. I don't know if you know this, but there's time zones around the world. So if you're streaming at 3:30 in the morning, you're going to get somewhat of a European crowd, but also a bunch of degenerate Americans that are up at that hour. And you know, if you're in the daytime uh, streaming at evening or afternoon here in Vegas, then maybe you'll get people at work here in the US. My audience, my YouTube audience is predominantly American, but not by a big stretch, I don't think. I think it's like 60-40 American versus rest of the world. But then there's also Canadians, so that's probably another 10% or 15% or something. Anyway, the point of this is that you get like different uh, like different vibes in the chat. What sort of vibes? Uh, just like people trying to be funny you know at like in the middle of the night (laughs) do you find it funny or does it just like people trying to be funny uh it doesn't really it doesn't really uh you know have too much of an effect on me either way because i'm happy to engage in like you know different conversations and topics and stuff so i find it all interesting things you don't really think about until you're getting into the live streaming streets and it's fun because it's all fresh and new I think it's cool that you're enjoying it. I just don't think streaming's like a thing for me. What do you mean? It just feels so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, especially like these poker streams. Poker streamers, they'll play for like 13 hours straight or something. Yeah, I mean, kudos to you who can do it. I don't and know how they do it either. all the great people who watch it. But for me, it just feels long. And I don't like, know. I don't know why I would just sit and watch. I mean, I guess you always say it's like a background thing for some people, you know, like while they're playing poker, they have a stream in the background. Yeah, playing poker or at work, you know, whatever they may be doing. I just don't see where in my life that would fit. You know what I mean? Because if I'm at my computer and there's audio, it's audio that is specific to whatever I'm doing, not just like chilling or working. Like it'd be distracting to your work? Just the whole idea of 
watching somebody for that many hours feels wrong to me. I guess there are some people that watch the entire thing because the audience, at least when you're playing a poker tournament, um, the audience size when you're streaming will grow over the course of the tournament. You know, like the tournament story, I think. Obviously, people like to see the uh, the end, like the final table, you know, because sure. that's the most yeah. ex- that's the most exciting part. So the audience size will grow, and it's not like it's the exact same people that are there from when you go live all the way to hour thirteen or whatever. So people kind of come and go, but yeah, I guess there are some people that will be there for the entire uh, the entire some stream. Commitment. My bum gets full from sitting so long. Maybe we need new chairs. We've discussed that. We need new office chairs. Nobody is stopping you, baby, from going online, finding a new chair. You just keep announcing it like some it's like going to come from heaven, like mana. It's, no, it you, doesn't happen that way. It, that actu- was in the Bible. It actually usually does, though. Yeah, well, this is not happening. Not this time? No. Do you know what mana is? No. Since it's like Christmas time, I should tell you a Christmas story, no? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if you can summarize it real quickly. <laughs> I think it was the children of Israel when they were exiled and walking through the desert. You remember? You know that story. Everyone knows that story. A lot of metaphors, archetypes okay. surround that like dry period of your life. Sure. You know? And then they prayed to God and God sent like this bread-like substance from the heavens. It's called manna. So whenever somebody says that phrase, now you'll know where it's from. Like All it right. doesn't just come from the heavens like mana. The only person I've heard say that phrase is you over the course of the past 10 years. What do you think about me being in this office, this home office, and streaming online poker for hours where, while you're also in this living space? Doesn't bother me. No? No. I mean, I think we'll just have to work out the logistics, you know. Um, I was not here this weekend. It was you, you went on a stream fest. Yeah. I was driving a 26-foot U-Haul across the country. That's right. A girlfriend of mine was moving, and I agreed to help her drive her U-Haul. Supposed to be like, what, 16-foot? Probably, something like that. End up as a 26-foot U-Haul. Yeah. So felt kind of badass <laughs> until we got to El Paso, Texas, where we got to the hotel and it's a regular parking spot, and you can't park a 26-foot U-Haul. But a Spanish-speaking Samaritan saved us. So if you've been thinking about a language to learn, learn some Spanish, because Duolingo helped me out, and we got a Samaritan to help us park the U-Haul. Okay. Back it up. uh, So first of all, that's not an ad for Duolingo. We didn't get paid. We don't have no, any ads. There's on no this ads on this podcast. If you want to sponsor this podcast, drop us an email. Yeah. Hello at tellspodcast.com. Yeah, otherwise. And we can, like, you know, we're really good at reading. promoting, sure. reading. Reading, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you drove from Vegas to Austin in a 26 foot U haul. Sure did. When you look back on your life up to this point, do you find it? pretty interesting as like when you think about like as a a young girl living in Johannesburg, South Africa, thinking about driving from Las Vegas to Austin, Texas in a U-Haul? I don't know if it's interesting. Is it interesting? I mean, I think think it's pretty interesting. It like put yourself in the mindset of a young Boosie driving her friend. 
Yeah, but that's the thing. Uh, my friend asked me about that. She said something along the lines of, I was really, I was prepared to drive the whole way if you were too afraid to drive the U-Haul. Because I've never driven anything remotely that size. And the thing is, I never got an out. My mom, maybe a little bit, but my dad never gave us an out to be like, I'm too scared. I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. It was if you said you were going to do something or you, the family committed you to do something, you were doing it. Yeah. So to me, it's not that novel, I guess. It's just like, oh, I said I'd do it. I don't know how it's going to work out. Is it that interesting to me? Not really. It's just like, it's kind of cool, right? To say that I've driven a 26-foot U-Haul doesn't change. It doesn't move the needle for me in any part of my life, I guess. No? So it doesn't make it that interesting. Maybe you got to take some time and reflect on these things. Maybe. I think it's interesting. What do you think is interesting about it? Well, I don't know. First of all, it's fun to like, help your friend get to their the new point in their life sure yeah it's nice to have been like a part of that like literally and then i think it's just funny to it's just a funny scenario like you driving from las vegas to austin texas in a 26 foot truck coming from where you've come from yeah but i could say the same thing about you if you ever actually drive in south africa is that really that interesting? Though? I drove. I drove in uh, wine country of Cape Town. Did and it you? Was, and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. It was like dope experience. Plus, it's, I mean, it is nice to bank it away, you know, for uh, retirement. I know Bill Perkins talks a lot about that experiences and spending all your money uh, so that you have less money when you're older, but you have all these memories that you spend it on so that you've, he calls it saving for your saving for retirement, saving up all these memories for retirement. That's very cute. I mean, yeah, it's a, I guess it's a cool story to tell somebody one day. It's not like, oh my God, epic, but you know, it's a little something you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta sit with these things for a little bit. I don't know. I don't think I'm, I don't not. Maybe it was just really boring. Was it knowledge? It was just too boring of a drive. It sucked. No, I mean, first of all, there was the sheer size of the vehicle, right? The truck we got, the alignment was off. I don't think I told you this. So you know how your steering wheel is like at 12 o'clock if it's straight? Okay. Ours was at 1 o'clock. <laughs> so the entire time, your straight was at 1 o'clock. Yeah, that's not good. Um. So we drove through Surprise, Arizona. Have you ever heard of Surprise, Arizona? No. And then we stopped in Benson to use the restroom. And in Benson, Arizona, there's this place called The Thing. So it's like a museum and there's a thing inside. They oh, don't yeah? tell you what this thing is. Okay. So, I mean, obviously it was closed by the time we got there. It was oh. already after six. So we didn't get inside to see The Thing. But we just stopped to use the restroom. And since it was closed... Girls got to do what a girl's got to do. Decided to walk around the back. Mm -hmm. Except there was like a whole settlement in the back. Really? Like corrugated <laughs> iron shacks in the back. This is in... Benson, Arizona, behind the thing museum. And so we walk around the back. Because we walked to the front 
to the door of like the Dairy Queen and that was closed. So we decided we we're going to go pop a squat in the back. Yeah. And there was a man in a car and he said, can I help you girls with anything? Yikes. Turned around, bolted back to our 26 foot U-Haul, got I'm back glad you didn't tell on me this. the road. I'm glad you didn't tell me this until after the fact. Uh, <laughs> a little creepy. <laughs> and then we didn't stop until El Paso, Texas. Next. Was it close to a town? This is like right by, this is in a town or close to a town? This thing? Yeah. No, the, it's the sediment. just... So the thing is like a museum and yeah. shop, like trinket shop. Sure. And in the back, instead of people going home, they just like live there. That's what it looked like. It was dark. I'm not 100% sure what's going on there, but okay. there was like clothing line and okay. a man in a car and we we're just like, ah, GTFO. So uh, we live to tell the tale. Sounds creepy. Interesting and creepy <laughs> and interesting. I'm feeling a little bit to a lot like I was feeling just before starting the vlog, which is like good and bad. Bad because it's just kind of like burnout and wanting some change in my life. And it's good because there was like a big change that happened last time I was kind of feeling this way. So. We'll have to see what happens. So yeah, I don't know. That's me. Hmm. Is there any like inkling of where that change might be in your life? Um. Well, I don't think I want to move away from content creation. So that would mean switching up the content in some form. So streaming is great in the very early days, but you know it's very early. We'll see how that goes. How that continues to go. Um, I still think I can do some things with poker in vlog format, but I just don't think I can do the formula that I've been using for like over two years now. So I think it just means like incorporating a couple different ideas and being a little bit more creative, really. So what is your next vlog going to be? Do you have an idea? Because you usually talk about like these ideas that you have for a vlog, like a video. I do? Yeah. On the like, podcast? No, I mean just in general like you walk you will tell me that you have this idea for a vlog is yeah. that what you think that you is missing like you don't wake up with this idea for a vlog that you want to do yeah pretty much what do you think that comes from ideas where were you getting the ideas before and what is different now i mean i think ideas come from anywhere like whatever sort of inspiration you find um for me i've always gotten inspiration from watching other people's content and i'll either see a way to incorporate something that they're doing into the poker world or it'll just like get my imagination running so do you feel like maybe you haven't been giving yourself enough time to watch yeah be inspired i think that's part of it yep i think that's part of it i just feel like the thing that i've been doing has kind of run its course and there needs to be like some more inspiration and creativity injected into the project. How about stripping? Uh, stripping? I don't know. I think stripping would be tough as long as I have parents that are watching all of my content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing the stripping exactly? Oh, no, I didn't mean you. Oh, you didn't mean me? Yeah. You meant you? No. Why Ooh. would I be? All right, on the vlog. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I don't know how, that, how well that would go over what and about, how unique it would be. But what maybe, about juggling? Um, what about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help you be inspired here. This is not helping. I think it would be fun to have like these different performers come to a meetup game. I've been telling you this for many moons now. Yeah, but so have, why don't you get them? Because nobody wants to help. You're expecting it to come down from the heavens like mana? Yes. <laughs> you're a very good executor. I'm the idea man. You should reach out to some of the people for the meetup game. I should. For the holiday month. That's what I've been saying. I should. Well, you should. Yeah. I think everybody's heard it now. You should reach out to them. Maybe somebody will just do it for me. I think I sent you the number, though, for the girl who did the firefighting, didn't I? Fire could be tough in a poker room. What are you looking for exactly? What do you mean firefighting? Fire dancing. Yeah, that could be tough. But I don't know. Things like that, but that can actually be done in a poker room setting. I imagine that's best outdoors or on private property. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning your own private property. Uh, Should we get into some listener feedback? I think so. Okay. Hey, Andrew and Boosie, it's Corey. I'm sending you a message back to let you know how things are going over on my side of the world in Canada, the great land of Canada. So the scoop is I went on that date. It went well. We talked for a bit. We saw each other two other times and she wanted to jump into a relationship right away. And I was not ready for that, so we just stopped talking. And I thought, like, it was a bit early to be wanting to be in a relationship after just three dates. And it was, like, three weeks. But, um, I don't know, some people, I guess, know what they want. And right now, I'm pretty focused on playing poker and working and trying to finish my studies. Got a lot of things going on. And dating is very time-consuming, and if I want to get some of these things I have on my mind done, then I think dating is not really going to work out right now. I think I'm going to just try and be alone for a little while, see how that goes. So I have a quick question for you guys, and my question is, how do you guys decide what your priorities are in life when you have a lot of things that you want to accomplish? Like, do you just take it one thing at a time, do that, and then move on to the next thing? Because it seems like it's impossible to focus on just one thing because there's just so many things going on in life. You, you have so many different types of goals that if you're not focused on one, I feel like... I'm kind of slacking on all of them when I'm actually at the gym and I'm working out, I'm working hard. But then when I'm putting in some, so many hours at the poker table and then studying and stuff, it's like, I don't get to do as many hours at the gym as I'd like. And it seems like I just, I'm going towards too many things, but I also want to get them all done equally badly thanks guys love the podcast keep up the good work talk to you guys soon okay thanks for the message Corey. and i think some actually pretty good questions there 
from the great land of Canada. From the great land of Canada. Corey, great question. I'm sorry it took us a little while to get back to you. Yeah. Um, just a refresher. Corey uh, is working with his ex, like either in the same office or right next to each other. And uh, he had a question about that, about the semi-awkwardness of that. And yeah, he's also dating. He started dating, at least. So what do you think about that? I actually think it's like kind of a tough question. So which... The first part, the first the first question the was... The first part was how do you, about the dating? Is yeah. it too soon after three dates? Yeah, to be ex exclusively an item, I guess. I think it's good on both day parts that they realize that this is what I want and this is what you want and it's not in alignment. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong. I think you could meet somebody and know that you want to get to know them better and you want to be in a, a relationship with them. And there's nothing wrong with being exclusive. I think there's nothing wrong with like knowing that you want a committed relationship because just because you commit to somebody today doesn't mean that you won't be able you won't break up and be able to go and see other people later right but then at the same time too if you want to date multiple people and just get to know a bunch of different people there's nothing wrong with that but then you have to find somebody who those two match so is it too soon no, like if you know that this is what you want, you actually want to get to know one person instead of going out and having the same half ass conversations about, we've been sent good weather. What? What do you talk about on the first date? If you want to okay. stop talking about first date stuff sure. and you actually want to talk about deeper things or yeah. actually build a relationship with somebody, then you don't want to be dating 15 people at the same time or even five people at the same time because all those conversations have to be surface first usually because mm -hmm. nobody wants it when you tell them everything on the first date either. So there's no way it's like, oh, I want to date a lot of people, but I'm just going to be deep with them as soon as I meet them. Nobody wants that. I think it's good that they are both being upfront about what they want. You know, like you said off the bat, I think that's great. And I think it seems like he sort of came to that conclusion pretty quickly um, that he just wants to like focus on work and stuff. Focus on himself. Yeah. Got to be selfish first, right? There's nothing wrong with that as long as you, you know, don't lead people on into thinking that one day they will be more than you wanting because obviously you're wanting something else, right? Work and gym and all this other stuff yeah. that you want to focus on. I wonder on. how like, so does that mean you just like don't go on dates or what? Well, if you, you have to be honest with yourself. Sure. You can knowing be honest that with yourself. You, that's the easy part. Like, well, how do you go on dates knowing that, like, the person is probably looking for a companion? Well, I think don't the these apps have that? The Maybe. apps the apps have, you know, whether what you're looking for, if serious or casual or whatever the case is. So yeah. you can't be clicking the ca the serious ones when you really want casual. But it's probably hard to meet, like, nice people if you're just looking for casual. You, you always get what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not giving people enough credit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's girls as well who just want casual. Yeah, sure. And then there be. might be nice, you know, like there might be nice people, might, nice girls, nice boys. I don't know how that works. 
because <laughs> I'm not that type of person. I'm like, yeah. you ask me out, we're going to be exclusive because I don't really have time to date other people or want to make the time. Like everyone has the same amount of time. I just assume that like when people, when you go on a date with someone, you're sort of, I just assume that you're looking at for at that date as like, like an interview to see if it's potentially long-term possibilities. <laughs> an interview. And then if you're not looking for that, then why are you even on the date? I sort of think that, which might not be true at all. Maybe there's plenty of dates happening out there where it's like, I'm looking for people Ent- that people to have fun with. Entertainment tonight? Tonight or like occasionally or like, you know, friendship or friendship plus whatever. If you're just saying friendship plus, what does that mean? I imagine it means getting physical occasionally. Oh, friends with benefits type yeah. thing? If you're willing to right. deal with the ramifications of how that might end, <laughs> then yeah. go for it. Because usually one person likes the other person. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, hectic out there on them streets. You know, yeah, I can see it. it. I can see it out our window happening right now. <laughs> Look at that madness going on. Those dates. Anyway. Yeah. I think we covered it pretty much. Like good job on both people's parts to acknowledge and say what they want and what they're looking for. He's like, okay, maybe because people make mistakes, you know, maybe they'll go out on a few dates and they're having a good time with that person. And that person says one thing and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I, I was wrong. Yeah. About what I wanted or what I thought I wanted. Yeah. That's You're allowed true. to change your mind, you know? Okay. The second part of the question was, how do you work on all of these different aspects of your life simultaneously and show uh, results when there's so many different aspects? I think I feel like a little bit more comfortable about this uh, question. And I just think that you can't have unrealist, unrealistic expectations about wanting to accomplish everything all at once. And I think you just have to be practical about it. I think each time you focus on one thing, that just means time away from the other thing. So it like comes back to your first question, which, you know, if you're not in a relationship, then you'll probably have more time to work on the other things and you're not going to be sacrificing time, the relationship time. But I think you kind of have to like take stock of how well you're doing in terms of like time management and prioritizing the things like is it actually you want every single thing equally or is there maybe like some list of priorities you want to you could maybe not be quite so ripped if work is going well or vice versa it's tough to say that like you want everything obviously you want to be in the greatest shape of your life you want to be making a bunch of money and you want to watch game of thrones (laughs) ideally but uh, maybe one thing is more important to you than the other but how do you pick that one thing knowing what you said that you can't you can have it all but not at the same time right because there's always this thing of you can have it all yeah but you can't have it all at the same time because most most people don't Um, so being okay with that and then Because his question is, how do you pick what to prioritize? So it has to be more, I think, intrinsic than extrinsic. Sure. Because then you have to, I think you have to complete the thought of why you want to do something, right? So if you want to play poker and get better at poker, 
so that you can feel more career accomplished you yep. can fulfill your dream of becoming a professional poker player why so that you can manage your time so that you can say that you are self-employed so so you need to like sort of dig a little bit deeper as to why that particular thing is motivating and then go from there and i think it's ongoing i sometimes prioritize shit that i shouldn't but i just read a good book the subtle art of not giving a fuck i really thought it was going to be like very pop psychology e and just not very good but it was refreshingly good and so uh, I think it's Chris Manson. He talks about that type of thing of how we want to f- give fucks about everything. Like people get upset about TV characters that are dying in a show. And that's not stuff you should be really caring about. So it's sort of paring down the number of things I think is very important. I've had trouble with this, just like trying to do everything at once, right? So you pare down the things that are important to like a handful and then you I think for me is like finishing the thought on why I want that particular thing and then from there choosing what that thing is to focus on more mm. so yeah I think that for, that's for me and I think it's ongoing I don't know even if I asked a 60 year old person who we spoke about last week right if you're still feeling that this life is a thing and you're still in it and you're not just waiting for retirement I think that will always be the challenge of going what is it that I need to prioritize mm-hmm. today so yeah it's gonna be fluid right right and knowing that even if you because I think if even if we look at ourselves right like having a relationship that is somewhat healthy means that we have less time for other things we have less time we we spend less time at work than some people who don't care about their relationship as much you know yep so that's part of the deal hmm. when i was running i love running but i can't run and work the same amount of hours and try and accomplish the things that I want to accomplish when I'm training running 60 miles a week it just didn't work so yeah good question though Corey well, you just be a little bit uh what is it when you're looking inward introspective introspective or a lot introspective and uh you remember to take stock every so often and knowing that you can just change your mind too you know, just because you committed to one priority, if it's not making you happy, which Andrew's your really big, like, I think that's your gauge. For sure. Because I think for me. Well, for uh, me, it's like, I, for me, it's pretty drastic. Like when I'm not happy, I'm very unhappy. With, oh. with things. I mean, I, I don't, uh, I might not express it as like on the same level as what I'm feeling, but. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. Time bomb over here. <laughs> I didn't know that. 
See, I think I don't use I use my emotions to an extent, but I think your emotions can trick you. So you have to use both emotions and logic. Trick you how? Because they're fluid. They're changing and they like your surroundings influence you as well. Okay. And the more I think I'm unhappy, then the happier I become. And so it's hard to just say I'm unhappy and so rip everything out. Sometimes you will be unhappy as you work towards something. It's just part of it. Okay. Should we wrap this up? I think that's all we have time for, right? Thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. Remember that phrase? Yeah, long time no here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. That was some, a good couple of questions, I think, from Corey. So thanks for submitting yours. And if you would like to submit a question to have us ponder, pontificate, and present to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello at tellspodcast.com. He- that's hello at tellspodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Let's see. I'm off to Sacramento tomorrow. By the time this podcast is out, I'll already, I'll, we'll already be there. Be there from Wednesday to Monday. I fly back to Vegas. And I think we'll have another podcast from Vegas. So, yeah. Until next time. Bye.